We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my quantum? Digital pen part at work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. Who should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Marketing Nerds. I'm Brent Satoris, and I am joined today by Dwayne Forrester, Senior Product Marketing Manager at Bing. We'll find out what that means here in a little bit. And really well-respected speaker. I mean, keynotes, speaks all over the world, all over the country, and also a fellow avid futurist. Um, Hi, Dwayne. Welcome, and uh, thanks uh, for coming and joining me today. Definitely, Brent. So awesome to, uh, to spend some time with you again. Uh, so, so what exactly are you doing these days? I mean, you, you, we had the the stuff with you kind of leaving and coming back quickly with Bing. Um, then you went on I, apparently some three thousand mile motorcycle <laughs> ride. Uh, how have you been? What have you been up to, both uh, professionally and personally? Yeah, it's it's been an incredible year. We're uh, we're creeping toward the uh, the one year anniversary of uh, of the last big reorg here at the company, and um, and that's where I had been affected, obviously. Um, and uh, it was uh, a tremendous time in my life. Uh, it was a little bit startling, obviously, um, but the amount of support that the industry rallied and brought forward was humbling, to say the least. It was it staggered me. Uh, it made me feel literally like I was on top of the world. Um, as things go, you know, I, I took a little bit of time. Everything worked out. Uh, the option was. Uh, still, in fact, available to work at the company. So I decided, yeah, I'm going to stay here at the company. There's still great stuff to do. And, you know, I believe in the plan that Bing has. And um, the marketing team was looking for somebody to join them. So I, I moved over effectively from the PR group that I was in. I moved over to the marketing group. And uh, the role expanded a little bit after that. It wasn't just Webmaster. I was working more in the area of um, what what I would like to think of as uh, uh, third-party development. So um, if we're looking for data from different businesses, then you know I would actually reach out to these businesses and say, hey, do you have that data? Can we use it? Here's how we want to use it. Can we partner with you on this? And, and these kinds of things. I uh, did a lot more work with the developer community, uh, understanding how they use data, what they're looking for, what requirements they have, uh, what hurdles they face, this kind of stuff. Um, I helped the group here launch uh, a new product called um, Bing Solutions, which is kind of a one entry point for all of the services a business or developer needs from Bing. And so, uh, so that was a big project. I uh, spent some time at our build conference back in March down in, uh, in the Bay Area. And that was fascinating, that world. It's not a world that I come from, so it was fascinating to go and see all of this stuff in action and see people doing things live right there on the spot with the, the latest releases. So uh, how's that how's that shift for you? I mean, you were before you were focused. I mean, you were really essentially the SEO voice from Bing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, essentially yep. you were you were you know always involved with SEO related topics, always involved with webmaster topics. Do you feel? I mean, is that something you're just not as involved with today? I mean, you know, or is it something you miss? Or how do you feel about that? Yeah. So so the reality is that that's still very much on my plate. Um, it's, um, I, I've been very fortunate. We have an incredibly strong team here. Um, Vincent Warren, our, uh, our product lead uh, for Webmaster Tools, um, you know, he, he's been fantastic because Vincent allows me, he manages the nuts and bolts. He works directly with the engineering team. He's the project manager or the product manager. And so 
So that allows me to step back from all of that kind of cerebral, you know, what is this tool doing and should we be doing this with it and what's our return on investment and what are we building next and what resources do we have? I get to step away from all that. He manages all of that. And I get to think more big picture. I get to continue to go talk at the conferences, you know, still do some thought leadership stuff, publish an article every now and then. Um, a lot of what's been happening has been uh, activating other groups within the company. So you might not have seen me publishing on Webmaster Blog over the last six or eight months, but you've still seen a lot of other people publishing there. I'm in the background on every one of those articles. I'm the one actually vetting it, publishing it, you know, correcting it, helping them build the right article to put out there. So I'm still very attached to all of this. Um, it's more about, you know, hey, look, we have other voices. Let's bring some of these people forward and get these topics out there. You know, I have general knowledge. I have some deep and specific knowledge in different areas, but I'm not on the mobile team. And if the mobile team has something that I think is relevant to the webmaster community, I want the mobile team to have the voice and write that blog post. Yeah, I'll be the monkey in the back on WordPress hitting publish and whatnot, but that's just the functionality of it. Really, we need to hear it directly from that source. And so that's what I've been spending a lot of my time doing this year. Um, and it's been a fascinating year. I've, I've learned a lot and seen a lot um, you know, that's kind of connected dots. Spent two years ago a lot of time with startups and seeing that environment and watching developers do their thing, then going hands-on with developer communities over the last six, eight months. You know, it's, it's been really interesting kind of connecting those things and seeing where the disconnects are as well. I mean, there are different languages going on here. It's interesting because you know you, you you speak to that, and it's something that you know I was having a discussion recently with Will Reynolds, and he was talking about how they you know he focuses more on just the goals, right? And, and yeah, we've talked more and more. We're seeing more and more of marketing kind of coming full circle of being more like not about just SEO, not about just social media, but it's about how are we getting to our goal? And, and yep. you, you speak to a lot of these experiences of getting to know more of these different areas that are all a part of getting to a company's goal. Do you exactly. feel, you know, I've started to notice over the last couple of years, I've had SEOs come up to me and say, man, I'm really nervous. You know, I don't know how much longer SEO in its, in its, core, in its current state will, will stay strong. You know, people mm -hmm. are, you know, the, the timeline's getting a lot simpler. Um, how do you feel about the state of SEO? Do you feel that there's a sort of decline in, in quote unquote SEO? Um, you know, do you feel that it, it's still as important as it ever was or is it, you know, how do you feel about current state of it and where it's going? Yeah. So this is, you know, like we, we see this, it's cyclical, right? There's the whole, you know, SEO is dead conversation that keeps popping up. And, and the fact of the matter is it's never going to die, but it is going to normalize. And that's what you, me, other people that have a lot of years in this industry, that's what we're starting to see and sense now is this normalization that's happening. And that's happening because more and more people are getting experience. You know, I, if you wind the clock back five years, right, and you look at how people were applying for the jobs and the job descriptions that were written out there, those job descriptions at that time, everyone was like, you need eight to ten years of experience and this is what we require from you. There just weren't a lot of people with that depth of experience. Well, today, five years on, what you start to see are people saying, you need two to five years experience. And there are a lot of people with two to five years experience. Now, there is something about having more experience, but we also have to recognize that there comes a point in time where as things get easier to manage and become more mainstream, 
the amount of time needed to master the skill is lessened. So I think we're at that point now where, you know, five, ten years ago it was easy to look at people and say, dude, you don't have a decade experience, you don't know what it takes. Whereas today, it's a whole lot more plausible that for the job that's being posted, a person having three years experience is exactly the qualifications they don't, need. Don't you also don't you also feel that it might be also because the search engines have evolved and they've learned oh, how to you know just yeah. you don't have to spoon feed them as much so, anymore. So a lot of the work that you know the old contracts would be like we have you for years and years and years yes. as a client, yeah. right? We have so, so much to do that it. So there's so many sides to this, right? I mean, part of it is certainly the algorithms and the engines have you know they they've matured, you know and. Uh, I mean, look at mobile as one example, right? Everybody moved to mobile. Everybody loves mobile. Everybody loves their phone. They all want their content on their phone. That forces a search engine to evolve. That forces employees to tackle tough problems and come up with interesting technical solutions for them, which moves us forward, moves us forward faster and better. Now, start taking that down the line across every tactic that you have, okay? There are new tools. There are new processes. There are new ways to focus in the world of pay-per-click that never existed when we all started, back when it was a penny a click, like the, the ability to target a demographic or target a region was a pipe dream at that time. Today, that's been standard for well over five years. And so there's nothing new about that. Your ability to refine within that idea continues to evolve, which is fabulous. Uh, in the world of SEO, you know, the algorithms are getting smarter, the signals are getting better understood, and not just like, hey, we see this, is it a growing signal, is it a waning signal, but for the engine to look at that and say, here's how much trust I place in a signal, and how that gets balanced across different signals. All of that has matured, and it makes it a heck of a lot easier on your traditional SEO. I mean, it's, it's literally a lot less grunt work to get done. Having said that, the domain of the SEO has evolved to the point now where they are the leader when it comes to blending results and the impact it has on a business across all of the marketing facets, anything to do with web, anything to do with social, anything to do with usability, all of this plays a role now. And so if anything, SEO is more complex than any than at any other point in time in history. It encompasses and touches on more things that have to be included in the mix to be successful. However, you know, the basics of SEO. You know, we talk about this all the time, and we know this, you, me, the industry, the conferences, all of that. You go walk into any average business, literally go walk into any average business and ask the owner of that business, what are you doing for online marketing or local marketing? And they will probably look at you and say, did you want a pound of bacon or a pound of hamburger? Yeah, when, when it actually comes down to, you know, hardcore SEO, the things that matter, it has become simpler, you know? Um, I don't know, let's, let's pick on the meta keywords tag, right? No use for SEO. Still worth filling in, though, because there are other systems that take a look at it. But if you actually want to look at the core elements that you have to touch as an SEO, I think it's at this point, there are fewer than ever before. They're still important, and they still take a lot of work at times. I mean, if you need to reposition URLs, or you need to create new sections on a website, Depending on your systems and your business, that could be a year's worth of work. I mean, Quali we're not talking quality link building. Still, something people should be looking to try to do. You know, it's funny, right? I had this moment where I was thinking about this recently, and and I, you know, I keep waffling on this. So if I put on my white hat SEO hat, 
I waffle on this because I'm like, I've never done any real link building in my life. Never felt I needed to. My own personal websites were successful. When I worked at MSN, it was successful. We just didn't do it. It didn't matter. I do see how it can be useful for people, but I've always put it in that category of traffic development. So if I get a link here and that delivers traffic to me, that's, that's why I'm in it, not to boost rankings. But even even be, aside from the dark side of going out and like trying yeah. to buy or whatever, I mean, I, I, people will say like, "How do I improve my site?" And you just say, "Oh well, aren't you doing this charity work locally?" Well, when you're doing that, yeah. why don't you ask them to mention you and just link back to you that yes. you're participating? It, it, that effort alone gets kind of, you know, that's more like. But you're doing it because you want that link, right? I mean, you are doing it because you want the link, but you're doing it because it's it's a legit link that you should be getting, right? Exactly. So exactly, it's you want that link. There's no question about it. But you want it for so many reasons other than boosting your rank. Sure. Like you want the credibility, you want the attachment, you want the traffic generation, you want all of these things. And you know what? Hey. If the search engine crawls it and goes, hey, look, that local nonprofit is supporting this local business with a link, hey, you know what? Maybe there's some value to that. But, but hey, great. You, That's fabulous. Wouldn't you say that if, if I want traffic, it's because I want to look to be more popular. I want to get more feed and door. If I want to get branding, it's because I want people to recognize that I'm a good store. If I yep. get a link, it's because I want Google to think that I'm better and then rank me higher. I just think it's interesting that we can look at all the social signals. We can look at all the, the you know, uh, you know, purchasing signals. And then we look at the SEO signals. And if you say, well, you went for that link because you wanted the link versus you said you wanted traffic, then that's bad and this is good. And I think that that's you know, not what the search engines are saying at all, but I think that's what it kind of gets lumped into. Yeah, this is, this is a really tough topic, right? And um, you know, Matt Cutts, had, he'd alluded to this once at a conference where he said, uh, if you're asking about link building, your head's already in the wrong place. I'm paraphrasing a bit. Sure, but, sure, sure. But that was the general idea. And, um, and I've kind of always felt that way as well because this is a topic that is so passionate for so many people and it's extremely easy to kind of go down the rabbit hole on it. Yeah. It's really easy to split the hair. It's really easy to take a semantic position on it and then to argue vehemently for why you are right and how you are being penalized, etc. Um, but the fact of the matter is there are legitimate moments in time where you want to be asking for links for whatever the reason is. There's plenty of legit reasons. There are people who will always try to game things. The engines are looking for the gamers. They're not looking for the person who might get some ancillary benefit because they asked for something as a result of, hey, you know what? I really want to be recognized by you and I want that credibility. Sure. Like that, that, that. So you even Matt business. would say, even Matt would say, it really comes down to intent, right? I remember one uh, time totally we were we does. were at um, Mountain View and we were talking, uh, you know, kind of doing one of the round tables and stuff. And I, I won't get into too much of it because you know I don't know how crazy they are about their NDAs. But um, <laughs> we started talking about cloaking and where cloaking came from and how it became an issue and when it first became against the rules and why it became against the rules. But one of the things that became very obvious of that that that, that you know targeting. And yeah. cloaking, the difference between the action was very little, and it yes. really came down to just intent. Speaking of you know signals and, and some of the different things, uh, some of the different factors. When when we talk about HTTPS, um, you know, I know it was like a, a good year ago when the Google first you know made the comment that it would 
you know, be a small boost. At first they said it'll be a boost in rankings, and then it clarified real quickly it would be a small boost. Um, yeah. But I, I, I noticed that, um, you know, there's still discussion on and off about whether a, a site, if they are capable of doing it, should have HTTPS um, instead of, you know, the secure, uh, instead of the non-secure. Do you have an opinion right now on should everybody out there that's capable have an HTTPS site? Well, you know, the honest, the honest truth on this is about that same time, um, Bing moved to a voluntary HTTPS. So we've had that ability to go secure um, for, for about the same amount of time. And recently, um, we started looking at increasing that and becoming fully secure. And the fact of the matter is that, you know, this is being done because we believe in protecting our users. We believe in making sure that things are as secure as we can make them. Um, this is a big deal. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, if, people, if people don't understand how big a deal it is and they think they have their heads wrapped around it, I encourage you, I'm halfway through a book right now called Future Crimes. I highly encourage you to get a copy of that and read it. It will scare the crap out of you. And you'll, you'll start to understand as you go through it how insecure our world actually is. And so these are the steps that have to happen along the way for us to move in that direction where everything is connected and everything is secure. That, that is such a big deal. And um, you know, Microsoft obviously takes it seriously. Google takes it seriously. And these, this is one step of many that each company takes to help secure our relationships with people and how we handle their information. So it's I would take it as important. a yes. <laughs> yeah, so, so a couple of key points to take away from this, right? Um, there's no real boost in ranking for doing this. And quite frankly, I don't believe there should be any boost in ranking. If eventually the goal is to get to everything secure, well, then eventually we get to a point where there is no value to any boost because everyone has it. So net sum zero all over again. So there's no point in having that right now. Um, the fact of the matter is this has to happen at its own pace as people understand what it means and understand how to make those changes with their systems. Um, and you know, over time, you will see everything starting to move in that direction. And then it'll just become the new normal. That's it. You know, so um, that that is an important step. So it leaves for, it kind of open because I think I I believe there is an additional cost to having it uh, with the the servers and with getting your license yeah. and stuff like that. So yep. if somebody's kind of a small mom and pop shop or if they're trying to watch out for fees or they don't quite understand it, they're going to kind of probably tend to to, to yeah. lean away from it right now. I, I mean, honestly, you know, I ran into this with my own personal server where I had a secure certificate. I tried to activate it. It took me a year to figure out what I was doing wrong. I mean, it's not a straightforward thing. And it's, it's something that, you know, if you follow the steps, if you become familiar with it, yeah, yeah you can manage it. That's fine. Um, but yeah, absolutely. There's going to be plenty of people out there who are simply going to look at it and say, yeah, you know what, not right now, and that's fine. And the internet has to accommodate that. The search engines have to accommodate that. Eventually, you will see this get to a point where everybody is this way. Not because it's absolutely needed, but because that's just the standard. Awesome. So, look, um, I really appreciate you taking the time to spend uh, with me on, on the podcast, of course. But just in general, I love getting a chance to chat and, <laughs> and spend some time together. So, thanks a lot for joining me today. Definitely, Brent. It's always a pleasure to uh, sit and spend some time with you, man. And we'll have to talk again soon. Thanks.
Thank you. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.